It's Monday. Like suckers, it's Tuesday. Brown and Lawhead coming to you live from Southern California, which I am. Jason is coming to you live from Northeast Ohio. Am I correct? That's right. The land. I'm uh, I'm up in uh, in a little town called uh, Amherst, Ohio. Actually, I'm in Lorraine, technically my hometown. It's just right on the border where my sister lives. So, uh, you remember when we had my niece Riley on the yes, Capitol Bruce show? I'm staying with her mom and dad, uh, my sister. So yeah, they always put me up. It's a great house, a lot of space, got a perfect little room with the with the uh, what do you call it? The modem close by. I can pipe the Ethernet into, and it's working a lot better today for the visual at least. Yesterday yes. it came through sound wise, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's a little chilly here. I get back to the Southern California. I'll be back in uh, in town for next Monday show, but. Uh, it's good to see family. Still got one more gig and a lot of news, though. Ooh, if you miss anything on the show, if you're new to the show, we are from 6 to 7 p.m. We do Monday through Wednesday. So today is our Wednesday. There is so many things to talk about on today's show. I don't even know where to begin. But what I do know to tell you is specifically, if you want to be a fan of the show, if you want to share the show, if you're listening, you probably are a fan. If you're listening on ESPN, Miter 1090, Miter 1090 ESPN in your car, you can always subscribe and share on YouTube and also in the iTunes podcast or anywhere podcasts are distributed because, like I said, somehow we're magically in iHeart. So the more the merrier. All you got to do is look up Kaplan and Crew. We are Brown and Lawhead within Kaplan and Crew. We're part of the Great Friends Podcast Network. There was so much news. I forgot that baseball was even on a strike. In the in the middle of nowhere, a tree fell, and a guy made two hundred million dollars over four years, and no one is even talking about it. Because right after that, uh, uh, I don't even know if it was a bigger tree that fell, but news broke of Russell Wilson being traded to Denver with a fifth round pick for Drew Locke, Noah Fant, a very good tight end, and some defensive tackle I never heard of. But they got two ones, two twos, and a four. Jason, I'm going to let – I've talked about this on another show, so I'm going to let you dig into this apple first. What did you think of this trade? Well, I think that even if you are Seattle and you necessarily weren't looking to trade Russell Wilson, right? boy, this is a deal you can't pass up, isn't it? I mean, he's at the back end of that deal. Um, you're getting two ones, two twos. You're getting some defense already. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you're in a division that's stacked up with three other teams that were in the playoffs, two that were in the NFC title game. Uh, you got a defending Super Bowl champ with their guys coming back. Donald Stafford, everybody's going to get signed. It looks like that they need to, to try to make this a repeat run. You've got the 49ers that are going to try to maybe, you know, make a chess move here if they can to make, make themselves better. Uh, and you got a Cardinals team that is in a, you know, facing a big, oh, it's weird that, you know, the Cardinals are uh, coming off of a playoff season, 
but yet I feel like they still have to have a bounce back year the way they ended the season, giving away that division and then becoming a wild card and a weak wild card and, and a terrible performance. So they've, they've got a bit of a bounce back. So if you're Seattle, you're going, hey, let's look at the landscape of the division. Do we necessarily want to trade Russell? Do we think we can still win? I think that they, they can still win with him, and they think that. But I just think the offer was too good, and the timing was just too right for them to take that offer. And hopefully those two ones and those two twos will pan out in, in the future of the two or three years that they see maybe the Rams breaking up, you know, the Cardinals maybe not fulfilling those expectations possibly. So, yeah. It's no, I just feel like it's a no-brainer, even if you didn't want to trade him. Listening to you break down what you thought of it, I just had a new idea on this entire thing. I mean, not not totally new, but roughly new. In a year, in a league that we all know is year to year, okay? Sometimes it's week to week, depending on, like last season was week to week. The Jaguars yeah, really and the was. Jets were beating people who were Super Bowl and playoff contenders. Absolutely. The Bucks gambled with Tom Brady, paid off. The Rams gambled with Matt Stafford, paid off. Those are short-term payoffs. I am not a big Russell Wilson stock buyer. Many people know that about me. I don't hide that. I think Seattle, because we are in the business. You know what? I hate people who say, oh, well, I, let's let it play out. We don't work in that business. We work in the now business, okay? So I'm going to tell you what I think now of this deal. I think Seattle won the deal. And to be quite frank with you, I don't think it's close. You get a yeah. top five tight end out of the deal. Mm -hmm. you, yeah. you, you, get a, <laughs> exactly. you get a serviceable quarterback out of the deal. Drew Locke's not going to save you. But if you run the ball, Drew Rashad Penny was ending the season averaging over 100 yards a game. That's what they want to do. They got mm -hmm. tired of Russell Wilson wanting to let – Russ Cook. All that cooking did was burn down the kitchen, and now he's cooking somewhere else. Russell Wilson has been a product of the Legion of Boom, and he has been living off that. Because if we're going to kill Aaron Rodgers for not winning Super Bowls, we've got to have that same energy for Russell Wilson. Who, yes, he was hurt this year, so if we remove this year, the previous year he was 12-4. and four. How did he end the year? in a worse position than Aaron Rodgers. So if we're going to, if we're going to look at this from a, 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 a simple who won the trade, and by the way, people in Arizona, you can now relax. Kyler Murray put his Cardinal pictures back on Instagram. Oh, God, I'm living. <laughs> yeah. This gives Seattle an opportunity to reset their organization. This gives Seattle an opportunity to try to rebuild what Pete Carroll knows 100% he can do. He knows he can build a defense. He's not concerned too much about the offense. He knows he can build a defense. Because what I think they're going to do now with all this money, they're going to re-sign, they're going to go out, and they're going to get this corner that the Patriots won't sign because he'll be too expensive. They'll use their draft picks on defensive linemen. So then you'll have Jamal Adams as a safety. You'll have this, this kid from New England as a corner. You draft the defensive lineman. You already had solid linebackers. And then you recreate that defense with rookie contracts. So I like the move for Seattle. 
I think it clears it clears up the power struggle that had clearly emerged in that organization between Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll in the front office. That's now gone. You have one descending voice in that locker room, which is what you need. And, I, and we'll see how quickly Pete Carroll, because now it's all on Pete Carroll. You can't use Russell Wilson as an excuse for not winning. You now have to prove your way of work, your way of playing football works versus Russell Wilson's way of playing football, which is what you're going to get him doing in Denver. Yeah, and it definitely, like I said, it's a it's a it's a clear win for Seattle. Yes. And if Russell Wilson can go get Denver together and 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 start 17 games and and win that division and get them to an AFC uh, title game to give them that chance, then it's a win-win. Then it's a win-win on the trade for both teams. But it's only a win-win if that can happen for Denver. And that's well, a lot. A question that's a, to you. That's let a me, big ask, you know, with Mahomes and Andy Reid in that division. Let me, and let me emerging, pose a question. If yeah. Tom Brady left New England and ended up in Tampa Bay, they had a Super Bowl as a result. If Matt Stafford mm-hmm. was traded from Detroit to L.A., a Super Bowl ensued. If the Rams don't win a Super Bowl, is this a failure to you? I'm sorry, not the Rams. You mean the Broncos. The Broncos don't the Broncos. win a Super Bowl. Is this a failure? Well, I think it's a failure if they're not in an NFC championship game or an AFC championship game, okay? I do. I do in the next year or two. Uh, so he's got two years left on his original deal, correct? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's, this year and next year is his original deal. Yeah, yeah I mean, if they're not playing... Right. And if they're not playing in an AFC championship game for what they gave up in the next two years, then, yeah, it is a fail because at least, you know, you can tell yourselves you can you can you can be honest and go, look, we we got to an AFC title game. Once it gets to that final four, anything can happen. It's anybody's game. It's no one guy's fault why you lose an AFC title game, you know, meaning that there's no one move. The move gets you there. It gets you in that chance. It gets you in. The, the ability to play for the biggest game to get to the you know the second biggest game to get to the biggest game then I think it's I, I think it's obviously you know something that was worth exploring and doing if you're the Denver Broncos but anything less than that yeah I think it's a big fail I think it's a big roll of the dice that that, that the Broncos are they're yes. kind of like they're they're kind of like asking for um casino credit and then they're putting all in on that hand almost on Christina instead of instead of trying to but Seattle I think if Seattle even has even if Pete can get Seattle turned into a eight and nine team next year that's that's competitive and improves on that record and and looks ahead knowing we've got our first and second rounders we've got their first and second Mm -hmm. rounders we've got cap money to play with um because that division is still going to be very tough with or without Russell Wilson next year. I don't care if Russell Wilson plays all 17 games in Seattle. That's a tough division to compete in, as is the AFC West. But Denver showed they've got some pieces on defense. They've got some weapons, as you mentioned, you know. And so, you know, even they almost, in a in a must-win game that Kansas City was playing at the end of the season last year, if they don't get that fumble near the goal line or run it back, you know, Denver was, you know, you put Russ into that situation, healthy Russ, focused Russ. Uh, you know, they have the chance to do something, I think, really good in Denver. It's up to will they, can they, C- can everything coexist from Elway on down to the head coach, on down to Russell Wilson, which was kind of, like you said, fracturing right. in Seattle. So, 
but I think Russ knows that he's got a, a short window of uh, I can prove it. Uh, I have to prove it. I'm better prove I, it. Yeah, he's got to prove it. This isn't some like you know, uh, you know, project to try to build something over the next year or two. It's got to be. We got to be a ready to win team now. And by week five or six next year, you've got to be able to, you know, look at yourself as a team and say, we're good enough to compete. And if they're not there, then the sirens are going to alarm and fans are going to, you know, the league, the, the narrative, the media. I mean, this is a big, big trade. And, and, even- and, and, and the people that isn't just going to go away. The attention is only when training camp opens and he's in that helmet and pads mm-hmm. it's it's we're going to be right back to this day the attention again is going to be like it is today just on the news of that trade and it's going to be even bigger because the the cameras and the lights and the microphones are going to be in his face i will They're tell be you following him around all year long i will tell you about this trade yeah they better end up on hard knocks if you're yeah. going to tell me that you traded for russell wilson which with denver had to consider him a top five quarterback in the league for what they gave up for him. You're also then telling me, in my opinion, that he's the third best quarterback in the division at best. At best, you still well, have. I will, I'll say this. I'll say this. And, you know, Herbert's going into year three and he had a, he had a, he's a, he's a great player. And, but you know, the chargers, uh, the chargers succumb to that season down the stretch. I'm not putting any of it on Herbert, but, at the end of the day, Russ comes with a ring and two N- NFC championships, okay? So he does come with that. And I, I think just to label him the third best right now may be a little unfair. Hey, is he? He may be. Maybe Derek I'm, Carr has even a better season next year than he had this year. I'm and and this, Russ ends up being the I'm, fourth best I'm QB I'm asking in that. the question of, we're not going to play next year based on the previous years. We're playing next year based on next year. And if we're talking about next year, not him throwing the Super Bowl away at the goal line, regardless of who made the call, he had the the luxury to audible. Who is ranking one to four in that division from the quarterback position? Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is number one. If you asked around the NFL, Justin Herbert would probably come out as number two more times than not. And Russell Wilson would more than likely be the number three with a couple of people choosing Derek Carr, even though to me, Derek Carr, David, whichever one he is, Russell Wilson's a little better in my opinion. So Sure. That's- and if you had asked me if I had to start a team tomorrow, if I was building a team, yeah, I'm taking Herbert too over Wilson right now. I'm not calling Herbert. I'm not saying until the next season shakes out. And, and, you know, Russ has won a lot of football games. Yes. His win-loss record, I mean, it's impressive. So you can, there's things you can't take away from Russell Wilson based on just a bad season last year and maybe not uh, the type of season. But when you look at his numbers, when you look at his numbers, touchdowns against turnovers, even in these quote-unquote years Russ ain't cooking, I mean, his his – his touchdown to turnover ratio is as good as anybody's when they're having a good year. Yeah, touchdowns may be down, but turnovers are down. You know, so you know, he still has some really valuable intangibles, and it's gonna be can he mesh it with this Denver process, this Denver offense, um, you know, and 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 be able to, you know, stand shoulder up in a division that that is tough. And you know, the Chargers are gonna be coming hard next year. The Raiders have 
tons of confidence and, you know, they've got a, a, a good young coach that's going to try to, you know, uh, build off of that. So, yeah, Russ is in a big proving moment. That's why I say it's it's imperative. Those first five, six weeks is going to tell a lot about his whole stay in, in uh, Denver for the at least the last two years they've got him. You know what this also tells me about the Denver management, Denver front office? They don't know how to draft. Right. They don't know how to draft. John Elway is – John Elway's got to be the luckiest front office person in football. Because if John Elway was John Smith, he'd be unemployed. If John Elway did not have his personal history with the Denver Broncos, he would be unemployed. Because every quarterback he's drafted, they've been terrible. And he's had to be saved by a guy at the end of his career, one first time Peyton Manning, the second time he around, I would say Russell Wilson's at the end of his career, but he's on the tail end of his prime. Still a similar move. You're absolutely right. And I think this is John Elway now feeling the heat of yes. your two Super Bowls as a quarterback and that one you pulled off trading for Peyton Manning. You don't get that credit anymore. No. So do something now. And I think you're right. I think John Elway trusts the fact that I'd rather throw spaghetti at the wall. Like, you're right. Russ isn't as far along as Peyton was when he got him. But but right now he's going – I can't draft. I never could. So, I mean, once in a while we get a, you know, so I think he's looking at this going, hey, this is a similar style defense that we can improve on. We've got mm -hmm. we've got Bradley Chubb, who maybe is our next Von Miller now. And if we can keep him healthy with some other defensive pieces, I'm going to go do the same thing I did. And maybe that'll save my job. Maybe that'll get me to a Super Bowl or win one because because the last time I did it with Peyton, that's what saved my job. Drafting people isn't, isn't, isn't saving my job. So I think you're right. I think he really went after that same kind of, Hey, uh, you know, I was kind of on the edge when, when we pulled this off and then I was the hero in town again for getting Peyton, but that wore off and I got to do it again. The fact that the NFL is such a copycat league is just astounding to me. This has Rams less need F those picks written all over it because Again, you find yourself in a situation. I mean, I'm surprised the Broncos were able to keep their right receivers that they had in stock that they did. I mean, but they did give up Fant. But I find it very interesting that the Los Angeles Rams traded their way to a Super Bowl. And I think that we're going to see far more of what we saw the Rams do until it absolutely doesn't work, until it absolutely backfires. Because we've now had a trend of three straight summers, three blockbuster quarterback moves from Tom Brady to Matt Stafford to now Russell Wilson. And we might not even be done because I don't know what Lovey Smith may mean to the Houston Texans, but Deshaun Watson said he's not playing for them no more. And I don't know what that turns into because at one point we had Deshaun Watson going to Denver. Now people are saying Carolina. Miami said they're no longer interested. They're going to stick with Tua because they fired Brian Flores. So now you've got Pittsburgh out there that'll probably look at him. You've got Seattle now with picks. They've got a bunch mm -hmm. of weapons in the armory to go after a guy like Deshaun Watson for what the Houston Texans will be asking for. There is going okay, to be... Well, Watson and Metcalf could be a really there's, nice There's combo. going to be another seismic shift at the quarterback position before this summer is over. Now, I don't know if it'll happen during the draft or before the draft, 
but I know the Houston Texans will not sit idly as Deshaun Watson makes up his mind or the court makes up their mind about what they want to do or not do with Deshaun Watson. So I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm glad this happened, but there was another move today that we're going to, that we're going to talk about and that we're going to get to because Aaron Rodgers signed a fat, fat, fat deal or did he? Because according to him, he didn't or hasn't because, you know, we can't let somebody else be talked about on my day. We announced my contract today, and now all of a sudden, here comes this news. We got to now talk back to me. We got to talk about Aaron Rodgers. And we're going to get to you, Aaron, you big baby, when we come back on the Brown and Lawhead. Like I've said, you're listening on the Mightier 1090. If there's anything you liked on the show or anything you want to listen to on the previous shows, you can head over to the iTunes podcast store or you can head over right here on YouTube. Like, share, and subscribe to the Brown and Lawhead podcast because we're coming right back to talk about Aaron's money. Welcome back to Brown and Lawhead, second half of the pod on the Mighty 1090 ESPN. I'm John Browner. That's Jason Lawhead. This is the favorite show that you now have that you didn't know existed between 6 and 7 p.m. Monday through Wednesday here on the ESPN Mighty 1090, Mighty 1090 ESPN. Like I said, if you like the show, like and share, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Your favorite podcast is on again. I just made that up. I don't know how that happened. Uh, on the previous uh, side of the A side of the podcast, we talked about Aaron Rodgers and we were going to get to it after this break. For those of you who don't know, Aaron Rodgers may or may not have signed a $200 million four-year contract with $153 million guaranteed. According to him, he didn't or haven't yet. But he's now on Twitter saying that he will. This is what I know about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a big baby. And Aaron Rodgers needs you to love him. And Aaron Rodgers needs you to talk about him. And Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is like a, a Aaron Rodgers is like a young woman on her 16th birthday. Okay. Aaron Rodgers yeah. is like a woman on her wedding day. If it ain't about me. It's so funny because I was about to compare this whole thing because today's National International Women's Day, and I was going to be like, hey, he, his timing's impeccable the way he's going about this. Yes. And that's just that's not being sexist, ladies. We're not oh, saying that oh, you're oh, the only man. ones who get emotional. Don't worry. Tell your husband he doesn't have to turn off the show. We're not sexist, okay? Yeah, We're just exactly. – his behavior – his behavior is the type of behavior a woman would say you're acting like a woman. Okay. Yeah. Right. You don't have to be the center of attention all the time. You're going to sign the deal, dude, for you to be out now publicly saying, Oh, I haven't signed these or the terms are not correct or I haven't signed the deal, but you are admitting that there is a deal, but Oh, I haven't signed it yet. Now I have signed for a guy to hate Twitter for a guy to hate social media. For a guy to hate the limelight, man, you sure find yourself in it a lot. I know. For a person who doesn't like this, you sure self-inflict yourself with reasons to be talked about amongst the public, my boy. My boy, what, Jason? What do you, what do you think? His well, it's this guy. He's he's always calling it's a witch hunt. They got a witch hunt after him. It's always like he he complains about this like witch hunt uh, culture against him, and then it's like, but you're you're out with the target on your back. Then stop being out with the target on your back, as you're saying. If you don't want to be in the hunt, take yourself out of the hunt, and just uh, you know, just you know, 
you know, and, and it's you know, we'll get to this later too. But it's it's I'm, it's kind of where Russell Westbrook is with these fans right now. It's mm-hmm. like just you know what you're making 40, 50 million a year. Shut it off and just pay attention to the game. Just pay attention to the game. You know, um, uh, you know, because if you, when you keep putting yourself in the hunt, <laughs> the witch hunt that you're you're feeling is 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 only going to feel like it's it's bigger, it's it's wider, it's, it's more people in it. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, if, I don't know. I have Fifty million a year for a guy that's thirty eight that's gone to one Super Bowl. You know, uh, I mean, I'm not discounting Aaron Rodgers' talent, his arm, his ability to play the position. I think, you know, when we talk about the greatest of all time, you know, everybody, it's, it's, you'll never say anything over Brady, right? Because of the teammate part of it, the, the leader part of it, That's the winning part. the seven Super Bowls. That's undeniable. That's all undeniable. The stats that he's been able to accumulate for the amount of you, the durability, all of it is undeniable. The ability to just go to Tampa and win one in his first year. That's undeniable. But not many people have played the position of quarterback as good as Aaron Rodgers in the history of the game. I'm just talking about the position, you know, the job of quarterback. He's one right. of the greatest ever, even with that one one Super Bowl appearance. But it's things like this. It's these kind of little underlying behaviors that even with so much greatness, take away from the team. And I, I think – you know, uh, you, we'd all be lying if we didn't say if Aaron Rodgers had more of what's in between Tom Brady's ears and even with less arm talent or less instinct talent to play the position, he'd probably at least have been to more or maybe even won more Super Bowls by now. You know what so I don't want to... million to give that is, in my, I mean, that's just thirsty. So for me, this is why I truly despise Aaron Rodgers and, and, and I hate the type of liar that he is. Aaron Rodgers is the type of liar that he knows you're going to find out the truth anyway. So what he's telling you, you've got to yeah. listen. You've got to believe him over your own ears. You've got to believe him more than the information that you're seeing coming from multiple sources. He's more credible than the other 10 people talking about the story, getting the story from the other people on the other side that offered him the deal. So we're supposed yeah. to believe you over them. Okay, you're that kind of liar. And here's the, here's the problem I have with that. You keep talking about, oh, we don't have enough weapons. They need to get Aaron Rodgers more weapons. You know, it's real hard to get a guy weapons when we got to give you $50 million a year. Right. So Devontae Adams is one of the best receivers in the league. He's now he's now going to be franchise tagged because we had to give Aaron Rodgers $50 million a year. This, <laughs> this idea that he now is on better footing with the people in the front office, and he's now in better, his relationships are better with the Packers general manager who said, hey, bro, I'm not trading you. Shut up. Come in, play, behave. Oh, I'm not coming in unless we make some changes. Then they looked around and went, no, we're not. You're going to play or you're not going to play. This is, this is the type of person who will always fold. He will always fold. He, yes, he got what he wanted, but at the expense of what? Because if I'm Devontae Adams, bro, you're supposed to be my guy. You mean to tell yeah. me you ain't leave something out there for me? Because Tom Brady has – you talk about his yeah, comparison to him. With Tom Brady left something on the table every year to give to other guys. 
to try to get the team better. Aaron Rodgers has never once left a penny behind for somebody else to pick it up to make the team better. Mm-hmm. Now, is it his responsibility to do that? No. Does it look better when he does? Yes. Because you can I get think it's his responsibility to do that. You, I think if you're going to continue to stay with a franchise and and, and 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 for the reason, what are you doing it for? You're here to win, right? Right. Yes. Making money and getting fair market value, but you've made money. You're at 38, and that's where he is responsible. If you're going to stick around and play that position, and that it is a just win baby attitude in that mm-hmm. in that league, and I. Of course, you're the quarterback. You're the leader. You're you're the guy that has to go. You know what? We got to win this all. I need more, so I'll take a little less. Of course, you're not going to just you know play for free, but that's the and that's the difference. That that's what we were pointing. At. That was the, the the beginning of that whole uh, comparison to Brady. Because deep down, from all the football I've watched in my life, man, deep down, playing the position. The instincts of Rodgers is a better quarterback than Tom Brady, but he's not a better quarterback than Tom Brady. You understand what I'm saying? Like, that's what I mean. The physical skills, he is owed the 50 million. Let's not, I mean, let's not get it twisted. If Dak Prescott can get 45 million, Aaron Rodgers has got 60 million. So that's not really the debate. Right. The debate is you can't then publicly come out and say, oh, we need to make sure we take care of this guy. And we need to make sure we take care of this guy. No, bro. At $50 million a year, you need to cut some of that fat off and give it to some of these other guys. So we, at this point in the organization, it's not the Packers, my boy. It's we. You're a lifer now. Brett, you scored seven points at home in a NFC divisional round game i mean like that's what you have to be sitting here going okay yeah where do we need and how how do do i get better this money is spent that we're not scoring seven points i don't care how good a defense is that we're playing at home i don't care if, if if that was the greatest defense in the history of the nfl i'm too good of a quarterback and yes and i, and I need weapon i like I would be embarrassed, like to be that good of a quarterback. Being I would equivalent. be, I would have been a very embarrassed by that loss after the kind of the season and touting myself as the MVP and talking, you know, the whole you know witch hunt and and, and complaining so much. And it's yeah, you, you know, know what you is. sit there, you go at the end of the day, that just shows you where you know it's team, it's not team first with Aaron Rodgers because there would have been some like humility or some shame that they lost the way they lost after he boasted about a season and, and, you know, feeling like they're picking on me, but I'm having an MVP season. And it's like, but like the reason you, you're an MVP is the reason. And I said to you earlier in the season, when we talked about this game, he's the reason they lost that game. I mean, that loss is all on Aaron Rodgers. That last two possessions, that sack he takes to put his punter in the end zone. I mean, that loss is on Aaron Rodgers. This reminds me. Packers defense should have won that game. They did win that game. And it was one special team's play that was off the back of Aaron Rodgers is why they lost. This reminds me of LeBron James 
being guarded by J.J. Barrera and T- Jason Terry in the NBA Finals, his first year in Miami, mm-hmm. when he was saying, oh, I'm fine with being the villain. I'm fine right. with people hating me for making this move for my career. And then you get to the finals and you get railroaded by Dirk Nowitzki and you can't you can't post up or score on J.J. Barrera and Jason Terry in the fourth quarter of an NBA finals game. That's the level of choke that Aaron Rodgers. And when they up. let and when they and when they sagged off you on the perimeter, you kept kicking it to Mario Chalmers to hit shot. You kept deferring to Chalmers to make these big shots they needed down the street. So th- that that leads me to the next thing. Because I, I don't, I wouldn't categorize my next per, my next topic or the next person as being stupid or doing something stupid. I just think this person exposed themselves. So Calvin Ridley is suspended mm-hmm. for a year for gambling on a in on NFL games in which he is a member of the Atlanta Falcons. So for people who don't know, Calvin Ridley is a wide receiver out of Georgia for the Atlanta Falcons. He asked for a uh, leave of absence from the team to address mental health issues that he was having during the season. So the guy cut out halfway through the season. And during the season when he had stepped away from the team, he opened an online betting account where he bet $1,300 on the, on the Falcons to, to win. That cost him $10 million because now he's suspended for a year. He doesn't seem too hurt about it if you follow him on Twitter by saying, oh, man, I'm only out for a year, LOL. <laughs> Unbelievable. This, it's uh, the, the mentality. That's just all, that's an amazing mentality. What, the te- what this tells me about Calvin Ridley is oh that he God. doesn't want to play football. That's it. No one's this dumb. No. You sure? Yes, Jason. I'm 100% sure. No one's this dumb. You know, when you sign your NFL contract, there is no gambling on football. College football, knock yourself out. Basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, uh, shuffleboard, dice, knock yourself out. Okay? The NFL is in bed with gambling. So it's it's not a secret. The dogs are banging each other in the front yard for all to see. It's perfectly fine. Don't bet on the game that you play. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. I just think, and I'm, I'm like, you sure he's just not that dumb that he just it just didn't get through that that because that's you know that needs. I can't believe it. Like I made a mistake one time in life, and this is just shows you to the degree of how you should get it and how guys get it right. Like meaning, like okay, that something you understand. Like there's certain rules. You're like, hey, don't smoke out on the back dock behind you know the dumpster but you go smoke on the back down behind right. it's a good place to smoke, right like that's a rule at Ooh, work that's a rule at work you can kind of break and you're not gonna but like when you enter the league like that if you're in the nba it, it, it that's one of those like when they say something like dude don't smoke in the office it's like dude don't smoke in the office you can smoke like they tell you not to smoke behind the dumpster but you can get away dude but mm. if, if they ever catch you smoking indoors in the office you're, you're done like dude never do that right so this is kind of like that because 
years ago, I, I've mentioned it before on the show, I had, a, I had a good friend for a long time who was the head trainer uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies, right? And years ago, when he first got the job, I wasn't even thinking. I was just a young guy in Vegas with some friends of mine. We were at the sports book. Wasn't even thinking, drinking. We were looking at some lines, and the Grizzlies had somebody. I don't forget who it was, Portland or somebody. And we liked the line, and I go, oh, man. I go, hey, you know what? Let me check with my, my buddy to make sure everybody's playing tonight. So I texted him like three hours before game time. I go, hey, Drew, me and my boys are at the Caesar Sportsbook. Oh, no. Is everybody healthy? Is Gasol or whoever, is everybody healthy tonight? Is Tony Allen's wrist okay? Dude, he called me immediately, like a phone call. And I was like, hey, he's calling me, right? And he's like, hey, dude, dude, you can't. You can't be texting me anything like that, dude. You can't do that. Like, man, I can get – I was like, oh, dude, I wasn't even thinking. He's like, yeah, man, just never never call. Never mention that, anything. He's like, dude, I could lose my job in a heartbeat. I'm like, oh, God, yeah, sorry, dude, I wasn't even thinking. And that was when I was just even like, I mean, I'm not even in the league. Nothing could have happened to me. And I was even sitting there like, I felt like, 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 like I was terrible. really like nervous. Something. Like I was like, whoa, dude, man, that was like, oh man, I feel terrible. That was awful. Like, and that's how scary, like, that's how scary it was for him just to get a text from a guy like me to be like, hey man, is everybody healthy tonight? Dude, dude, don't call me. Don't, don't ever mention that kind of stuff. Don't ever put that in text. Like, woo. And he's a trainer. <laughs> So the idea that this and this and this is why the agents tell you don't do it, the team tells you don't do it. When you go to the rookie symposium, they tell you don't do it. Yeah, he yeah. knew I cannot do this, and if I am, because if I listen, guys are gambling on. You're the right. NFL. Guys are guy gambling on the NFL in the NFL. They don't do it under their own names. They give the money to their brother. They give sure. the, they give them to their cousin. Their 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 wives' friend places a bet. On, on so-and-so for the Super Bowl. Like, to, at some point, we've got to just look at this kid and go, he doesn't want to play football. It's okay. But in the world in which we live in, where his brother's a professional athlete playing football, he might not be able, he might not be man enough to look people in the face and say, it hurts. I don't want to play it anymore. I don't have the passion for it. Or, or, he can do something that appears to be so just egregiously stupid that people won't even question whether he's tough or not to play the game because they think he's too stupid. Yeah. And I think that's what this is. Yeah. I don't th I don't think he's this dumb. I think he I think he doesn't want to play. And this is the choice that he made. So he doesn't play. You're right, because if it's let's say if it's like. If there's evidence of a gambling problem, you're right. He's gonna hide that. He's gonna yes. be fine. If you have a gambling problem, that means there's shame involved. Yes. That means you're gonna be like, dude, I'm gonna keep playing. I'm gonna con and I'm gonna gamble under. You're right under this name or this this other person. And because you're right, that that's not the behavior of a gambling problem. And we don't really see evidence of like you know. I, I mean, at least nothing else has come out about like him wagering ridiculous amounts of money even before. You know, he was a, he didn't have money when he was a, it was, was $1,300 and he right. made the account in his own name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that is just a, um, that, that's almost like a, a you know, what they, 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 the, the statement that they give the uh, confession, that's like a confession to the police. And they were like, finally, you know, give us, give us the confession, you know, you wear you down in the interrogation and finally, you know, it's the whole no first 48 when he leans back and he goes, 
Man, can I get a water? Yeah, I wouldn't even. It wasn't supposed to end like that. <laughs> that's, that's how it always does. He always does the whole thing like, uh, see, it wasn't even supposed to go like that. And then they, after they've been denying that they've been to the place for the last, you know, six <laughs> hours. Now all of a sudden, he, he put, like, I didn't know the guy. I was never there. Then, then it's the yeah. See, it wasn't supposed to go down like that. Man. <laughs> guy puts his puts his hands in his face and go. Yep. See, oh, yeah. I told yeah. him not to do it. <laughs> exactly. So, right. Um, yeah, this dude's just a, he, you're right. He is, uh, it's almost like he's smart enough to be that stupid. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. He doesn't want to play. And this is the easiest way out. The NFL banned me because the man tweeted. At least in a year, I'll come back. My body will be much healthier. Like, these are the things he's tweeting. He's he's laughing in the face of the suspension. He's laughing in the face of losing $10 million. While the rest of us are like, you dumbass. You lost $10 million. He's like, oh, well, I lost $10 million. That doesn't strike me as someone. That strikes me as someone who lives in Georgia. His house is paid for. His family's house is paid for. And he's got about $15 million in the bank. And he doesn't care, man. He doesn't care. He, he's he's set. He'll go blow the money in Bitcoin in six well, months. But the thing is that he'll blow his money, though. He's set for how long? Right. So he realized, man, I should have stayed in football. And about six years from now, he's going to sit in there and go, man, I should have kept playing football for as long as I could and just bank that money. because because th- And that's another dumb thing, right? Like, this also sounds like a case of if there is some dumb in there, I think that, that you're uh, mostly right about is a guy that just doesn't want to play football and, and you can't be that dumb to not know you can't do what he did, especially under his name. Like we said, we're eliminating the gambling problem issue. This also could be a problem of, you know, all kinds of money that he never had. And then just, you know, with, with the with the idea of combined with hey i just don't love it i don't want to play mm-hmm. i just i got all this money and, and you know what um i've never had that kind of money and uh I'll, i'm gonna do some dumb things with this money it's more of like you know uh maybe a case of that but uh combined with the idea that yeah man playing football if they catch me they catch me you know like they caught me at the one yard know, line listen man me. yeah they're gonna we catch broke you. we broke so we'll be back tomorrow brown and law peace, peace.